Hello, 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 6 a.m. run community members, everyone that, you know, continues to listen to this podcast. Really, really, again, always start with gratitude. And I thank you guys. We're growing, we're growing, we're growing. And every week and day and each episode, now we're like at three episodes a week. And you guys are really just really listening and crunching these out. And I'm learning a lot, you know, just doing them and some of our amazing speakers we have. Today, I'm excited to speak with someone who I think is going to offer some tips and, and overcoming some adversity and some issues. You know, life doesn't wait to see when is a perfect time to throw you an issue. And we have Dr. Brad Miller on with us today. How are you, Dr. Brad Miller? I'm awesome, Hammy. Uh, what an op- opportunity to uh, just share some good news and some process that people maybe find helpful. And glad to be with you here on yeah. the uh, 6 a.m. Uh, run.com. Yeah. Please, please, you know, and I apologize, I cut our pre-call short because I was like, well, wait a minute, why don't you walk me through these things and let's tell people what you do, how you got into this field, and you've put together some really good methods, I feel like, um, and you're going to share with us of how people can identify and then overcome some obstacles in their life. Well, awesome. I thank you for the opportunity to share. Let me share just briefly a little personal story that I think yeah. has some pertinence to some, to some folks, because sometimes people find themselves stuck and in a messy place, which they uh, have a hard time to deal with and get unstuck from. And that's what I'm all about, to help people get unstuck. But about seven years ago, I've been a pastor for 40 years, but about seven years ago, my daughter, my adult daughter asked me to have her wedding. And this became, I've done hundreds of weddings in my career as a pastor, but this was the biggie. This was my daughter and her husband, and it was a big deal. And suddenly I found myself in a panic attack, and that's just not my form. I was in a six months away from her wedding, and I was way overweight, and I didn't have my spiritual life together, and I didn't have some relationship issues cared for, and there's some financial mess I had to deal with. And she was having a big, expensive wedding, lots of complicated things. And and I was going to have to be, but the biggest thing that got me, Hammy, was I. she wanted me to do this father-daughter dance with her, and that scared me to death, the father-daughter dance. Uh-huh. Okay, long story short is in the about the three months leading up to the wedding, and I told her I was going to do everything I can to make this the best day of her life. Right. I practiced that dance a thousand times on my own. I lost about 60 pounds because I got very disciplined about my diet, about my exercise. Uh-huh. And I got connected with an accountability partner, both in my physical workouts. Mine was at 545 a.m. Yours at 6 a.m. We got together <laughs> at their local local gym at 545. Nice. And uh, that's what we did. I had accountability with him. I also had accountabilities in my personal and spiritual life. I met with a counselor. And long story short, I focused, buddy. I focused for about three months. And when that wedding rolled around, I walked her down the aisle without tripping and falling. I was able to uh, not be the dadzilla I thought I might be to nice. other family members because I was in such a stressed moment. I was calm and collected. I gave the father-daughter speech. And most importantly of all, I managed to have this beautiful dance with my daughter in order to celebrate her time together. And I was able, she told me later on, dad, you really helped us make me the best day of my life. And I'm really after people like you and others and your listeners to have the best days of their life when they focus to get through the adversity. Now I could have stayed stuck in my adversity, my depression is where I really was at, which was impacting everything else in my life. But I got off my rear end and did something about it. Now I really believe, Hammy, that people have, uh, 
and I, I have a background in ministry and I also have a doctoral degree in transformational leadership, helping people work through stuff. But uh, in order to achieve uh, success, and my Beyond Adversity podcast is all about telling those stories, those people who've done that. But I believe there's five areas of adversity that everybody goes through, and I call them the five Ds, depression, anything to do with mental health, divorce, anything to do with relationships, Mm -hmm. disease, health-related things, debt, financial-related things, and then death, end-of-life issues. Certainly, we've had to deal with a lot of that with COVID the last couple of years, a lot of those things. And how you get through those makes a difference, because if you don't, Mm -hmm. you're going to have a life of meaninglessness. And that I've worked out in my writing. I got a book coming out later on this year. Be called Beyond Adversity, which is where I lay out a process that I learn from and teach from the people I talk to, and I call it the ACTS plan, the A-C-T-S plan. Okay. And that's simply, if I, is it okay if it's laid out for you briefly yeah. here? Yes, uh, please. Yeah. And the ACTS plan is the A in the word ACTS is to take action, you know? That the hardest, one of the hardest days for me, Hammy, in my transformation for getting ready for my daughter, when I call this my dadzilla story, when I was afraid I was going to be a dadzilla, you've heard of bridezillas. Yeah, yes. And uh, I didn't want to be a dadzilla and screw up her wedding. Okay. I had to have a focus of something I really, really, really wanted to accomplish. But the hardest day for me was that first day when I got up at 545 in the morning to go to my local gym and work out. Nobody, was, nobody, by the way, nobody, and we all always admit nobody likes, nobody does it out of love. Like it's a discipline for sure, but no uh, one, no one enjoys it, but go ahead. Yeah, man, you're right, because that first day, you know, I knew, you know, I was way overweight, and I knew that that first time was going to be tough, and I met with my accountability partner, who was way better shaped than me, and, you know, I was a little bit envious and jealous of him, but it was hard to get up, and there was sickness, just snow on the ground, stuff like that, but that was a hard day, but you know what? I had a bigger vision, a bigger goal, because I was not going to show up at my daughter's wedding uh, several months later being fat and out of shape and have my uh, mental health and my emotional state uh, and my relationships all messed up. I was not going to do it. I was determined. So the action piece is getting out of bed and going and doing something. That's the physical mm-hmm. piece. That's the A in action. The C in the word acts is to connect with a higher power. And uh, I'm a Christian, and but I believe for any folks need to find something to connect on that's sure. greater than themselves. It might be meditation, it might be religious parts of their life, but something else. You connect with something bigger than yourself to have that greater good, that greater thing. You cannot do this just for your own, of your own accord. No, that's I the agree. C. That's connecting with a higher power. So that T in the word acts is to think with a discipline. You have to have new disciplines. You have to replace your old bad habits with new better habits whatever they are. For me, one of my habits that I got into more often was journaling, for instance. I got in my habit with my accountability partner of getting up at 545 and working out. I had other disciplines that I had in my life to help get things together. That included practicing that on father-daughter dance over a thousand times. I'm wow. not kidding you. I counted them after a while. <laughs> a lot of it was with my uh, daughter, mm-hmm. and but a lot of it was on my own because I can get up and move around a little bit, but I am not a dancer, but we took dance classes. But anyhow, so that's the T, the new disciplines. And the S is to serve others with love. Now, Mm -hmm. I think this is a key one here, uh, Hamby, because, you know, you got to have something where you take what you've learned and you give it back to others. And if you do that, if you serve others with love, then my gosh, then you have a gratitude in your life. You have gratitude in your life, which leads you to, you know, a sense of grace. Mm-hmm. And a sense of peace. 
And I believe that what all people want in their life is a sense of purpose and mm-hmm. meaningfulness. And what I like to say on my Beyond Adversity podcast is we, yes, we grow through what we go through if we choose to do that. We grow through what we go through, and it leads us, I believe, to a place, if we choose to, of peace and prosperity and purpose. Peace, mm-hmm. like peace of mind, prosperity can be your health, and your purpose is having something to do in your life. And so when you serve others with love, and that's why I love to talk to authors and others who have had their own journeys and talk to people like you who have a discipline. Does yeah. that help you a little bit of what I'm all about, my man? Oh, no, no. And no, this is amazing stuff. And and, and yes, and, and I think sometimes you have to, you know, there has to be hope, right? I think yes. that one of the things that regardless of, I, I know we're in a day and age where so many people, I think, I don't know if the word is spirituality, guidance, kind of that North Star but I like, like it's still, I think there needs to be something that can have be a symbol of hope for everyone, right? Mm, absolutely. So I, I strongly believe that. I'm uh, like I said, I, I understand, and 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 one of the things it's funny. My parents growing up, one of the things they just taught me was regardless of what everyone believes in, you know, you got to accept and love everyone, right? So I love though also too that you know you're you're kind of saying look. The issues, so to say, it really boils down to kind of like five pockets. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Sure. Kind of helping overcome those pockets or what I love to do is, is be able to tell, you know, our listeners, not just work hard, be positive. Those are things that I think we hear a lot of times. Have you ever been able to, and maybe some advice you can give our listeners right now as whether they're running, getting their kids from school, however they're listening and taking in this information. What are some of the really good ways you've seen people really overcome some of the biggest hurdles that life throws at us? I'll put it down into basically one word, and that's partnerships. Okay. And I would just maybe maybe make it a little more uh, defined by saying intentional partnerships. Okay. Okay. An intentional partnership could have been my my workout buddy I had at 5.45 in the morning. I also had an intentional partnership, which I sought out when I was going through this period of time I was talking about. I sought out some friends who went way back with me and who knew some of my own issues and faults and my own stuff that I had to deal with. And I just went to them and I said, okay, let's have lunch together and tell me how can I don't want to mess up this wedding, right. but I got in order to do that, I got to work on me. I had them, so I had accountability with them. I also sought out help of a professional mm. counselor who I had a long-term relationship with over many years, but I reconnected with him and had him, you know, we got a little deeper into my psychoanalysis there. But I also got in my own spiritual life. I got reconnected in my own spiritual life. That's where the journaling came through. But I'll just could say partnerships, intentional partnerships. And I believe, you know, physical uh, health issues is a big one on that, for instance. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Now, and then back kind of a little bit to us, what are your thoughts on people, you know, kind of prescribing to, you know, for me, especially, I think running and there's got to be some kind of outlet release, right? And I think running is that for me, whether, you know, you kind of have to center yourself all the time. I think sometimes people, and again, this is why one of the big reasons, you know, I myself have no issues with, you know, people finding their kind of North Star, their something that centers them and gives them calm and peace, right? Whether that be something spiritual, whether that be a book, whether it be music, some kind of outlet, right? Are you also prescribing to that notion of find something that, you know, can bring you some peace to every day? Yeah, and I would call that disciplines. You mm-hmm. know, I come from a tradition uh, 
both in how you do your life and how you do your spiritual life of disciplines, the right. denomination that right. I have. We actually have what we call the book of discipline. We have the Bible and the book of discipline, which helps us to how we do life. And so the disciplines include, certainly, it's all integrated together. Mm-hmm. You don't have a complete person. You don't have uh, some uh, integrated balance in your life without a physical element. You know, in my life, when I do not do my uh, morning workout, I go to my local gym and I work out with weights. Mm-hmm. I don't do, uh, you know, nearly what I used to do when I was a little yeah. more uh, active, but I'm out there. I was out there this morning, uh, at nice. least three days a week, more often five days a week, uh, my r- routine that I do. I'm pleased with my wife. She's on the treadmill two hours a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. Wow. So she's after it. And she makes me go, uh, not makes me, we go and walk together and sometimes makes me go on long walks together a couple of miles at a time most evenings. So that's, I find those times very, just as important in the integrated process of maybe when I have some kind of a focused Bible study, for instance, or when I have some quiet time, you need those disciplines in your life. And that also goes to your, phys, you know, to your nutrition, things like that. It also goes to your, your mental health in terms of mm-hmm. connecting with uh, people who can enlighten you and brighten you up rather than be depressed. And also goes to kind of excluding some of those things in your life which are bad for you. You know, we know some of the nutritional things which which are bad for us, but, you know, you can watch too much junk TV or junk internet stuff. You know, you can fill your mind with bad stuff that can mess you up too. That's some of the disciplines I would share with you. Awesome. Now, your show, you talked about a few stories, you and your wife, and and here's my my thing, and please don't take this the wrong way, but I think what I love, and, and, and I'm looking as we're talking, we do obviously audio only. I'm 42. What I think I love about what you're doing with your show, you would agree with me. And I always have, I say this on my show constantly. I hope our listeners aren't sick of this. And here's what I'm getting with this, but don't, please don't take any offense to this, but you'll, you'll hear where I'm going with this. You really, unfortunately, don't realize some of the things you and I are talking about right now, though, until you are 35, 40. I mean, everything you and I are saying right now, to me, this makes sense. But 25-year-old me, they need quick fixes. They want a quick solution to every problem. Kind of saying to work it out, give it time, or or go and think about things, find out what's gonna, you know, solve the solution, and 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 even uncovering what's making you unhappy. That kind of work and patience, though, I think you would agree. You just can't sometimes have it the 25, 20 year mark. Am I right? Well, I come from the perspective of a uh, of some experience, and also being the parent of some of those twenty five. Yeah. I'm 63. I just retired uh, officially a few months ago. Congratulations. For my, my career, I still do things like we're doing here, writing and podcasting and uh, serving in many ways. So I'm very busy. But I'm a parent of a 24-year-old, and a 27-year-old, and a 35-year-old, and grandparent of a 4-year-old and a 1-year-old. So that's a big part of my life. So I've seen this very up close and personal. And I see how, yeah, I'll give you an uh, example is my... Uh, 24-year-old son really wants to buy a house really bad, but his Uh finances are just not going to allow that right now. He works a nice, solid job, but that's not going to happen for, and he had to come to realization, come to kind of a come to Jesus moment of, okay, the job I have now means I'm going to have to live in an apartment for a while in order to figure this out. And, but he wanted that instant gratification. 
Now, I'm interested. Right. Hey, here's what I, I'm not sure exactly where you're going with this, but I want to reflect with you a little bit what you're saying here about how the life experience does make a difference. And I think I see a lot of folks, younger folks, who like to feel or like to use the term influencers on others, you know, whether yeah. it's social media or something like that. And yet, in my opinion, and this is just kind of old fogey me a little bit, they need to spend a little bit of time to be influenced in order to get the grounding in order to be an influencer. Now, I do believe they can still be influencers, especially on their peers and even on me. I learned so much from my 20-something-year-old uh, uh, sons and my 35-year-old yeah. daughter. But, you know, life experience, life eventually, you know, those adversities we're talking about here, Hamby, they are not optional. No. They are going not. to hit you. Okay. And if you haven't prepared yourself a little bit, it's going to hit you even that much harder. Right. So, you know, when I had some difficulties uh, with my life earlier in my life, you know, some health difficulties, I had an episode uh, many about 20 some years ago where I almost bled to death in a hospital and it was a bad deal. That got me in tune with my own sensitivity about my family. And I spent, as far as spending all my time in my career, I spent a lot more time with my family. And I spent a lot more time not worried about my career as much as I was worried about the character of my family. But it took me being flat on my back and being near death, bleeding out almost a couple times in a 10-day period that got me a wake-up call for that. That moment, that moment of adversity is, does happen. It's happening to people all the time. So some people, that adversity, they think uh, when you're a young person, the adversity might be getting a B on a test instead of an A, okay? But it might be all relative in terms of what they can accomplish. And lots of times, I think you know this better than me in many ways, you got to push through those hard times. And if we haven't had the opportunity to do that, you know, the mm -hmm. runner's world, you know, I've done just a little bit of running, but there comes points of pain where you just got to push through in order to accomplish something. Mm -hmm. So some people get stuck then. What I'm interested in is or observe so many people get stuck in life and whatever they get and they don't get out of it but you have to have tools in to get to get out of it that's what i'd like to teach about and learn about uh, and help people to have a process then uh, i call it the 40-day way is what i call it i believe you need at least to do you if you choose to you can focus on an issue for about six weeks mm -hmm. you know and then you can start to get it turned around it doesn't complete it complete it complete it but get you going the right direction so opposite real quick so opposite though let me ask you this are yeah. you real quick that brings up just one quick question i want to sure. kind of address in the middle of that sometimes i've just also done like i it's got to be on the right situation but you, you'll understand why i'm asking this in the middle of your explanation here what is your thought sometimes i feel like you just got to though if, if you can't fix anything right away i have done out of sight out of mind sometimes just been like look this problem is not going to solve itself. I'm going to live life. I'm not going to let it bring me down. There's nothing I can do. So out of sight, out of mind, right? Like now, I don't think you can do that on everything and illness, things like that. Like obviously you have to change certain things and change certain habits, but there's a few things. And, and I, that's why I asked it now in the middle of that, you know, statement you're making is out of sight, out of mind, the worst thing you can do on certain things. No, it's not the worst thing you can do. And sometimes we just got to deal with what we can deal with. You right. Know? If you have a crisis at hand, let's just take physical health crisis. You know, if you have that crisis at hand, then you other problems you have have to take uh, perspective in that. You know, you have to 
to do that. So you you may not have to. I had to uh, when I thought about this, you know, whole situation with my daughter's wedding, the Dadzilla story. You know, I had to set. I was pastor of a church at the t- mm-hmm. time. And I had to go to some of the people in the church and I had to say, okay, I can't preach this Sunday. I just can't do it. Right. Yeah. I, I can't do it. I can't go to the hospital to visit so-and-so. I just can't do it. I got to right. focus. Mm-hmm. I got to focus. So sometimes those issues, those responsibilities were still there once I got through the kind of the crisis moment. But yeah, we have to um, stri- think and act strategically, I believe, in what mm-hmm. we're, we're all about. And so I think that's what the part of what we're talking about here. Now, understanding though, we can't be in denial forever. We cannot be denied. You know, it's kind of a, the out of sight, out of mind analogy works in a way. Mm-hmm. You set it aside. You set it aside for a time being, then you may need to come back to it. Mm-hmm. You cannot pretend like it's not there. Right. It's still there. Does that help yeah. at all? No, 100%. I love that. You know, we're coming coming up on the fourth quarter here, this conversation. You've been very insightful. I, I definitely, Dr. Miller, I, I'd love to, you know, maybe have a part two of this. I know both of us, I wanted to kind of get this little kind of description out there and and kind of this was really when when you talk about, you know, your five, you know, the five D's as, as you call them. I really wanted our audience to kind of hear that. Let me ask you this couple of things. One, definitely I want you to give your podcast. I think a sure. lot of people can get some daily inspiration and whether it's a weekly or, or daily podcast you have, I want to, let's definitely make sure we mention it. We're also good guys going to put Dr. Brad Miller's information in the bio of this podcast, but really, you know, again, what I will tell you, and you do this, I love that it doesn't have to be running. You're like five 30 in the morning, get up, you know, your wife maybe does cardio, but you love the weights. I think sometimes people think running is so different and it's really not. What you're doing is very similar to what our quote unquote runners do. But where I'm getting at really quickly is like, what would be kind of like your lasting kind of like, if there's one thing someone told you that you would repeat to everyone else, or you've learned, you know, in your years on this planet, or also like a book or something that they can look to for guidance outside of your podcast. What are a few pieces of last kind of, you know, as we're rounding up the fourth quarter here, what are some of the last nuggets that you would kind of want to share with our audience? Well, I would just share just a couple of things. It's a phrase that I picked up mm-hmm. a long time ago. I use it a lot. And sometimes my own the kids get tired of me saying this particular phrase. But I the, the phrase is uh, character count characters don't. I like that. That has to do with you need to build your personal character. And that has to do with these disciplines we're talking about, about how about having a bigger purpose, things like that. Characters are those who just kind of play a part or just kind of be, just kind of get through or just, you know, kind of fool themselves and fool others, that kind of thing. Okay. And we can all have fun and do that from time to time. That's building character. And that's what's going to last. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, like I spent yesterday with my two grandchildren, uh, four and one. And I mm-hmm. think about, you know, what are they going to, and my one granddaughter said something like, uh, my four-year-old said something to uh, me and my daughter, something like, I love when grandpa comes, he's my best friend. Well, right. that just spent me soaring, of course. But I also want her to think uh, well of me, when she, mm-hmm. four-year-old is a four-year-old, when she's 10 and 14 and 18, I hope that she thinks well of me because I'm a man, a grandfather of yeah. character. You see what I'm saying by mm-hmm. that? Character yeah. by that. So there's a couple of resources that uh, I've used to in my life to help build be sources of character, the Bible being the primary one. There's other books. There's a couple other books that I have used as well. And one uh, 
an author uh, by the name of Rick Warren. It's a book called The Purpose Driven Life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just life lessons. It's based on some biblical biblical metaphors, and it's been important to me. So let's put that one out there. So for instance, what I'm working now on, the book I'm working on, my subtitle is The Promise Given Life, that you have to give yourself a promise of what I call peace, prosperity, and purpose. And I hope that can be that type of book as well, with lessons that can help you to build your character that can then be a reflection, not only people around you now, so people can, you know, be influenced by you because yeah. of your character, but then it can leave a bit of a legacy there. I love does that, that. Does that help you a little bit, my friend? Oh my God, so much. And and like I said, I think this is going to be an amazing, you know, kind of quick, tangible. You really gave our audience today. Thank you so much. You gave our audience something tangible that they can do and and take home and and really kind of focus a shift somewhere positive. Again, last couple of things. I know you have your website, any social. Do you mind? Let's share that. Guys, we're going to put that in the bio. Oh, go ahead. People can find me at uh, my main website. You can find most about me at drbradmiller.com. That's where I uh, have my podcast, which is called the Beyond Adversity Podcast. Mm -hmm. And it's just Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find it on Apple Podcasts and most uh, just about all the podcast directories. And certainly on my website, drbradmiller.com. Connect with me there. I'm also on LinkedIn and some of the other socials, which I'll give give you later. And uh, I'd love to be in contact with people. And I want to say this to you, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love to hear the stories of people who have faced some adversity and come through it. You okay. know, I love to hear those stories and then see how that can be a part of a, a resource to help others. You know, part of yeah. the research I'm doing is helping taking those points and those aspects people have in their lives and then teach, help to, to be a resource to teach others to do the same. Because the disease we have in this world right now, one of the diseases we have is the disease of meaninglessness, okay? Yeah. And people are searching adamantly for meaningfulness, but they need a way to get there. Mm-hmm. One more thing I want to leave you with this. I know your time is short, but I was struck by, you know, people are searching all the time on Google. We search on Google for everything in the world. And Google, at the end of 21, is uh, the video that they put together, the year in search, which is like all the top searches for the whole year. And the, given with COVID and politics and wars and everything going on, the number one search item for the year 21 uh, was the phrase, how can I heal? And that, that, that really struck wow. me hard. Because if that means that there's a lot of people then who are hurting. Yeah. And if I can be a part of a healing process, if you can too, man, and the people that you have an influence on, more power to you. And if it takes some action, for mm-hmm. some of us, it's going to be running at 6 a.m. For mm-hmm. others, it's going to be journaling. For others, it's going to be making that reconnection to your granddaughters, whatever it is. But do it. Yeah. Don't waste time. Don't waste your life. Yeah, I think it's, it's I think it's healing. I think it's it's getting over centering. I think like, you know, kind of fo- like focused and not being distracted, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many, you know, anxieties at a very all-time high right now more than Oh yeah. That word I feel like over the last 10 years every year over the last 10 years the word anxiety has just like doubled, doubled, doubled yeah. and and that's the term so many people use right now for just how they feel. And they're just very anxious and nervous. And, you know, no one's calm anymore. And no one, I think, you know, and, and I think sometimes it's for me, especially, and that's what running does. It allows me to just be like, 
I think of uh, there's it's corny as it sounds. It's like a, it's a it's a Ben Affleck Batman movie when he throws like his thing at the Flash and the Flash just kind of sees it the little bat kind of ninja star whatever he oh, yeah. sees it coming slow right yeah. yeah can we kind of can we can we slow down and see these problems as they're coming at us so that we can know which way to move and how to attack it so no listen I loved everything you said you know, really hope our audience can be, you know, kind of inspired and and take away from this. And yeah, no, this is, like I said, I wanted to set this as like the prequel and we kind of can have you back. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for what you shared with us tonight or today. Thank you so much. All right, Dr. Brad, definitely. We're going to keep in touch guys. We're going to put everything in the bio and thank everyone. Thank you, Dr. Brad. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks guys. Bye-bye.